0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pixels. This is a show where we discuss the news about the video game industry and try to understand what's happening in that wonderful world of ours. I'm Patrick Beja, and uh, with me today is Ed Mitchell. How are you doing, Ed?
1: Hey, doing great. It's nice and early over here on the East Coast of the U.S., so I'm ready yeah. to keep going.
0: I'm, I'm waking you up super early. I feel very guilty every time.
1: Oh, no, it's okay. Um, I do usually not get up for working for another hour or so, but don't feel bad about it. It's fine. <laughs> It's the sacrifices I make for you and your listeners. Oh,
0: you're so kind. Uh, Well, I think it's going to be worth it because we have a little bit to talk about, about uh, Activision Blizzard and Ubisoft and uh, Microsoft doing weird things with the Xbox One. And uh, of course, the one thing that I've been waiting to talk about for months, Street Fighter V is finally out or parts of it is out. You'll get what I mean when we discuss that uh, wonderful game. Um, But let's start with Activision Blizzard that had their quarterly earnings uh, meeting and call a few days ago, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm not going to bore you with a lot of uh, financial information. Basically, they're doing fine. They're having lots of uh, money, lots of profits, lots of revenue, and everything's more or less uh, doing great. Um, The two things we did get out of the the call were, first... Big surprise, we're going to get a new Call of Duty and a new Skylanders uh, this year. That's not going to surprise anyone. However, uh, we got the confirmation that Destiny is not going to get a proper sequel this year. That was kind of rumored in the past uh, few weeks, but now it's been confirmed. It is, however, going to get a full fledged expansion. So, Destiny 2, which we were expecting this year, is probably going to be delayed to, well, it is going to be delayed to 2017. Probably to September, which is the set date for Destiny releases, it seems. And uh, this year we're going to get an expansion just like uh, The Taken King, which was pretty well received, uh, even though there wasn't a great follow up. But um, yeah, Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about it.
1: I mean, I, I wonder. I wonder how how big that their tw- the twenty sixteen expansion is going to be because the Taken King was was it was a big deal. It brought in a bunch of new players, I, I think, from all the praise that it was getting with the especially with the level twenty five boost. And I, I don't know. I haven't heard. There hasn't been a lot of news on the Destiny front in the past couple of of months since that um, since that new expansion came out. So I wonder what how big and how um, how new this new expansion is going to be.
0: I think it's, it's difficult to say because, yeah, certainly the Taken King fixed a lot of the things that were, uh, problematic with the initial vanilla, uh, Destiny release. But, um, it also was, it felt like an expansion. It didn't feel like an entirely new world to explore. It was one zone, which was a great zone, fantastic zone, but, after two or three months you've sort of you're done with it and that's what a lot of the destiny community is complaining about now it's the the live team that was supposed to be bringing new stuff uh, all year right. round has been bringing very unsubstantial uh updates like that silly sparrow racing league thing and the um you know valentines day update the crimson crimson days i think anyway um so it's it would be good to have a taken king caliber expansion for this year but it's not gonna be the proper you know reset that everyone wants for for destiny 2 and it's sort of easy to compare it to world of warcraft and we've certainly done that in the past but in world of warcraft when you get an expansion it's it feels more substantial than what the taken king was uh an expansion in world of warcraft has has many different zones it has um you know updates for all the characters which this did but there's only three characters three types of classes so anyway i'm 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 a destiny player so i'm definitely going to be getting that expansion but i was kind of looking forward to uh to the the revamped destiny 2 experience um it's good that they're taking their time i'm happy about that yeah but um
1: I'm, I'm just hoping that the whatever Destiny 2 is, they can take the lessons that they learned from The Taken King and just m- make it bigger and better. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Exactly.
0: Hopefully, we can get like a bunch of, like I don't know, new planets, lots of new planets yeah, and new lots zones. Lots of new planets,
1: and, new maps, yeah. new zones, new story. All that stuff would be good.
0: Yeah. Um, Ubisoft also had uh, its. Uh, revenue investors call uh, they're doing less well than activision blizzard is i think everyone is doing less well than activision blizzard is um they have less money coming in uh less uh, profits they're still hoping for a decent forecast for the whole year given that uh, i think they're counting a lot on far cry and the division which are coming out uh in q1 Uh, well basically in the next couple of months um but basically they're not doing super well and uh there's a little bit of irony here which is they decided to do the right thing by the players in not releasing an assassin's creed game this year um as i mentioned they still have uh big releases coming this year one unannounced apparently they have watchdogs coming before april 2017 so in the next year there's a sequel to watchdogs coming and Even though Watch Dogs was sort of poorly received critically, uh, it still sold a metric ton. It was one of the best uh, new IP releases ever. It it was a very successful game. Um, And they have a sequel uh, that's not been announced yet, although now they've said it's coming. Uh, But no Assassin's Creed game. And Assassin's Creed has been their uh, yearly franchise that is making them the bulk of their money. And so investors uh decided that wasn't a good thing as you know that's what the uh stock market is there for they want short term uh gains which is understandable um but that puts ubisoft in a delicate position um c- uh, in relation to vivendi which has been uh trying to accrue uh, shares from both ubisoft and gameloft which are uh companies founded by the Mo brothers they're very close uh, and now Vivendi has launched an, an um uh how do you call it hostile takeover bid <laughs> uh, for uh, gameloft and it's very likely that uh, ubisoft is going to be next and vivendi is kind of ironically vivendi used to hold uh, a majority stake in blizzard i right. maybe not a majority but they owned a lot of blizzard and then you know there was the activision blizzard thing and then they completely uh, uh dil- they bought out. divested their shares of Blizzard. Yeah, and now just- they want back into the Video game business because they want synergies with their other properties, which are, you know, in film and uh, entertainment in general. But usually the the worry here is that Vivendi is not the kind kind of uh, overlord. They're kind of the corporate right. overlord. So,
1: yeah, so. I mean, uh, I think that it's a good move to to not have a new Assassin's Creed game this year. The, the games have been selling less and less. Yeah, have the, in the notes about it's about like 50,000 less, if not more, every in every France, single year. Yeah. In, in France, in France. okay. Year. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, Syndicate was pretty well looked at, but it definitely didn't get the the kind of reviews that the Black Flag did. And Black Flag was the last uh, Assassin's Creed that I personally played. So um, hopefully they can take a, a year off and, and get um, enough dev effort into this this game to allow, allow um, something new to come out of that series that hasn't been seen for a while, so...
0: Yeah, it's for sure. It's kind of the the thing that we usually say about Assassin's Creed is they keep making the same uh, gameplay mistakes uh, in the game. It's like there's qualities to the game, but there are issues that are not being addressed. And it's probably a good thing that they're taking a step back. But of course, you know, the stock market is not happy about this. And that's understandable, but... um,
1: I mean, I'm looking forward to whatever their their new IP that they they were mentioning was coming out yeah. later in the fall. Um, Far Cry Prime one comes out tomorrow in the U.S., so may, maybe that's that's something that that'll that'll be good for them. I, I don't know the the reviews have been kind of middling on that, so we'll, we'll see we'll see how well that 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 does.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I like Far Cry as much as the next guy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that it's going to be a huge thing. The Division is interesting i think they're betting a lot on the division i've uh tried the open beta this weekend just a little bit i played uh through the introduction mission Uh, it was fun i'm looking forward to trying it a little bit more i don't know if it's going to be you know there's a lot of destiny in the division and I don't know that it is going to be what they hope it's going to be, which is a major, major franchise.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I, I played it at, at PAX Prime back in August and it, it was it was a lot of fun. So so maybe I'm I'm willing to give it another try. Um, but it just didn't seem like something that, that's going to capture me. It seemed very bland looking and, and stuff like that. So it didn't really seem like something that would really uh, blow my socks off. So we'll see
0: yeah i think there are going to be people who love it i don't know mm-hmm. if there's going to be enough people who love it to make it a the huge hit that ubisoft is hoping for right. um but yeah it's just it's interesting the the irony of no assassin's creed which is definitely the right thing to do long term uh, by the players and for the company because the the they can't they haven't been able to renew the franchise putting them in an awkward position especially given that uh vivendi bid to basically take them over yeah so yeah we'll see what happens there uh and by the way usually it's it's common in france that uh when a company tries to buy a successful french company which ubisoft e- is um the government might step in if it's a foreign company trying to get in uh mm. But in this case, Vivendi is, of course, a gigantic conglomerate, but it's French. So there's really nothing that the uh, uh, Guimau brothers can do to sort of save themselves from the Vivendi ogre trying to eat them alive. It's it's pretty uh, terrifying if you're, you know, you built your company from the ground up as they did. Right. Um, Anyway, uh, Microsoft is doing weird things with the Xbox. Uh, We heard that uh, Quantum Break, that was a couple of weeks ago at least, uh, Quantum Break was supposed to be an Xbox One exclusive. And we've now heard that not only is it going to be coming out on the PC as well, but it's going to be... uh, sold as a bundle with the Xbox One version for anyone who purchases it, I think pre-orders it, and uh, there's also Alan Wake coming with it. It's, you know, the Xbox 360 title uh, being available on Xbox One through uh, backwards compatibility. So, and we've also heard that this might happen for um, other titles that are supposedly exclusive to the Xbox One too. Uh, We're hearing whisperings about even Gears of War and Scaled Scale-bound, yeah. And ReCore and stuff like that, Um, which led a lot of people to believe that, uh, well, first of all, there was a quote by uh, Phil Spencer saying that the Xbox One and PC cross-buy will be a platform feature going forward. And uh, there was a pretty good um, article in Business Insider explaining how uh, the plan for the Xbox One for Microsoft is to make the Xbox platform kind of a service in the same way that uh, uh, Office 365 is a service. So you would just basically subscribe to Gold and it would be available everywhere and you could buy your games everywhere. Um, It's an interesting strategy. What do you think about it? I have thoughts, but...
1: uh. Yeah, I mean, so... One of the things we're probably going to mention a little bit, but the the PC release for Quantum Ring is going to be on Steam. So that's something that I mean, most PC gamers nowadays that they play on Steam, and um, having having something be not on steam being available through the windows store in this case it does cause a problem for people that don't want to have such a fractured uh, game library i know i have trouble um remembering we were talking about ubisoft earlier but i have trouble remembering that i have games on uplay because they're not on, <laughs> that are not on my steam library and i just don't have uplay up all the time you know but um i think it i think it's probably a smart move there've been people a- asking for um all games that are coming out on Xbox One to come out on PC, for, for or Xbox in general, for a long, long time. But I know there are a lot of people, myself included, that feel that they got a little bit riffed by the fact that they bought an Xbox One for the exclusives, and now they're going to come to PC, and they're probably going to look better and play better on PC, honestly. Because Microsoft does know how to make good PC ports. The, the past couple of games that they've released for the PC... Um, have been excellent PC ports. So I'll yeah. probably end up getting them on PC. Really? <laughs> okay. So but, uh, think- assuming they come to Steam. I don't know. If, if they don't come to Steam, I, I probably probably won't. I, I, Quantum Break, I still already have pre-ordered on, on Amazon. So it, it's coming. the Xbox version is coming to me. So um, we'll
0: see. Yeah, it's, it becomes... At first, I was biffed as well, for sure. I mean, I, I've mentioned on this show um, the release of uh, Tomb Raider... Coming so quickly after the release, I mean the PC release of Tomb Raider coming so quickly after the release of uh, yeah of the Xbox One. I was I was kind of ah oh, so that's, why did that's, I buy my Xbox One again? That's a
1: good point because I think the reason why the PC release came so much was so quick after the the Xbox One exclusive period was because it just did not sell well. It sell it sold like. I don't, I don't remember the numbers. It was really, really low. I mean, they yeah. didn't publicly release the numbers. So, so may, maybe um, from Phil Spencer's side, he looks at those numbers and he goes, uh, this exclusivity deal didn't really work out that well for us. So <laughs> maybe we need to go ahead and put it on PC too. That way it's still on a Microsoft platform, so we're okay with that. Um, and yeah, is, I'm guessing – I don't know, maybe maybe Scalebound would not have sold very well if it was on an Xbox exclusive, but I know a lot of people... that bought Xboxes simply because they know the new scale band was coming out this year, but now it's been delayed to tw- early yeah. twenty seventeen. Delayed
0: so. and not uh, probably not uh, Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it's a, it's an interesting uh, discussion for sure. Um let me check. To- Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider is uh available on Steam, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um and so the thing is um you mentioned uh, the that the uh cross platform thing is going to be on uh, the microsoft store the the windows store uh, even beyond that it's going to be a windows 10 only feature so it right. kind of encourages so- people to to upgrade as well um and i had a discussion with my good friend uh daniel who um works at a big pc manufacturer and he sort of mentioned um you know us who look at this and think oh well it's on the pc as well and i'm not you know in that case i don't care about my xbox one we're kind of a minority um PC gamers who also have Xbox ones or you know who consider consoles who have this uh choice a lo- for a lot of people a gaming PC is way too expensive anyway um and they might only have an Xbox one of course there's a cross section that uh, that is going to have both but basically console gamers are often, probably not the people listening to this, but console gamers are often, uh, people who don't have a gaming PC and their gaming machine is a console. So essentially there is less of an impact, uh, on the market overall than we in this, you know, hardcore gaming community think because people are anyway those who have an Xbox 1 often usually are not going to have the choice of getting it on an uh you know gaming PC and uh, it helps them with the pushing uh Windows 10 and their store as well and for me as i was saying i was miffed initially but when I'm looking at this and I'm thinking well I'm going to get the bundle you know if I get it on Xbox One I get the PC version anyway and I'm going to get Alan Wake which is always good to to have Um, there's really no reason for me to be angry about this and there's going to be cross save just like on uh, PlayStation on the PlayStation platform you can you know for example play on PS4 and then take the game on on the Vita and you can have the same save uh, game if you have a vita in a game that runs on the vita which is rare i know i have a vita so don't (laughs) come after me um but yeah so i i mean there's no downside i struggle to see the downside and uh Taking this from Microsoft's point of view, uh, they are lagging behind in terms of uh, console sales. They're still selling like hotcakes, but you know, they're still, let's say, 25% behind um, in numbers of uh, Xbox ones compared to the PlayStation 4. But now, if you consider, since the architecture is so similar and you have, you know, it's very easy to develop a game for a PC uh, when you develop it for any console. Now if it's available on the PC and on Xbox One, the installed base of uh, devices that can run your game is sort of significantly expanded for developers who want to develop on Xbox One. So all of a sudden you get from an installed base of, you know, I don't know, th- 20 to 30 million um Xbox One versus 40 million uh, PS4s to 40 million PS4s. Uh, versus 30, you know 25 million xbox ones plus i don't know millions and dozens of millions of pcs as well so yeah. might be a good move in the end to 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 sort of uh prop the ecosystem up as a whole rather than just focus on the xbox one just uh you know like they they don't do that in the uh, computer market. They they put their apps on every phone available, even if it's not Windows Phone. So here it might be uh, worth it as well.
1: Hundred and ten million um, Windows Ten installs right now. Um, yeah, I'm as of October sixth. So yeah,
0: not all of them are. Are um, gamers? I think it's yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think it's even yeah. higher now. But uh, yeah, not all of them are gamers. So yeah, for sure. But but still, let's say that's a bit, uh,
1: still a big install base. Exactly.
0: And I think now it's like 200 million uh, Windows 10. They've really uh, got a, a, a pretty fast pace there. So let's say mm-hmm. a fourth of those are gaming capable PCs. Uh, that's still 50 additional million. Let's yeah, say I even mean, an the, eighth of those. That's still yeah, 25 I mean, additional
1: machines. The the, re- the reason that they don't want to put it on Steam is because they don't want to pay Steam's cut. So yeah, um, that's
0: probably, probably. That's probably the,
1: the big the big reason they want to keep their that. 30 percent that steam takes so
0: that's yeah that's probably a good a good point um i but i'm wondering if those 30 percent would be offset by the additional uh units they would sell Mm, so i don't know you know probably yeah i don't know maybe on steam it would be on any device and they're using this to encourage people to switch to windows 10 as well maybe it's going to end up being on steam after a while or who knows
1: yeah i mean the the Steam doesn't do a very good job of showing when when a game is for specifically Windows 10 or anything like that. So, I don't
0: oh, know. Oh, is that is that even possible on on Steam? I uh, thought if yeah, it was you, Windows it was just Windows.
1: You can say um down down uh further down on the page it'll say like only for Windows 10 or something like that. Oh, um, okay.
0: So it would be possible or, too.
1: Yeah, I mean I think I think if I remember correctly, I think there's probably something that will pop up. A big like um, warning will pop up and say this is only for Windows 10. Similar to when you play a game that only has controller support, only controller support. It'll wow. say like this. This game only supports a con- uh, use controls with a controller. So. Right. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. It didn't. Um, it, I didn't even know that there were such a thing as uh, a game that was only available on Windows 10. Aside from the upcoming quantum break. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So anyway, this is, this is definitely an interesting move. Um, there's a Microsoft uh, gaming conference coming in a few days. Uh, so I'm, I, I would guess we're going to hear a little bit more about that at that point. Um, yeah so that's uh, the general main pieces of information I want to talk about Street Fighter 5 but before that let's uh, read this iTunes review by KG Turnak. Term- I almost said termak. Uh he left us this review in the US store and he says great podcast lively passionate podcast about gaming the host and his guests ho- and his get- guest hosts provide well-rounded commentary about today's most popular current and upcoming game thank you so much uh, kg turnak um if you want to give us a little boost on the itunes store that would be very much appreciated a you know i'm not gonna say five star reviews although we like those the best uh but you know just go to the store or to any other uh podcasting app that you use and give us a review giving More visibility is always a great thing because, you know, podcasts, the one thing they suffer from is that it's kind of, we don't have channel surfing. So when people find, try to find a new podcast, many of you have probably found uh, this show or probably others uh, through itunes by just looking for games and uh, when you get a good rating in there it helps you resurface when people search for uh for different podcasts on the topics they like so uh, yeah if you want to do that it would be greatly appreciated so thank you very much in advance and now the moment i have all been waiting <laughs> for talking about street fighter 5 um so you told me you're not a street fighter gamer. Nah, not really and you know, that it's weird. I've seen that sentiment echoed uh, throughout my, my timeline and the people who follow me and the people I follow. Uh, I know that there are lots of Street Fighter fans in the U.S., but it seems to me there are a lot less of uh, you or us uh, in the U.S. than there are in Japan and, and Europe, probably. Um, I'm guessing you're more of a mortal combat person
1: actually not a fighting game person at all so all right um, well that that's yeah. your saving
0: grace then because i yeah. i cannot abide people preferring mortal combat <laughs> to street <laughs> no nah, it's
1: just the, the the game style never really appealed to me so um
0: yeah I, I i understand that um it's it's kind of a you know in the 90s the fighting games were really the the hot thing uh early 90s street fighter 2 came out and um maybe it was even late 80s can't remember anyway um yeah you
1: don't you don't want to you don't want to know um how old I am. So <laughs> there's probably a reason game. why I'm not a fighting game exactly, person.
0: Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Notice how I'm purposely not asking. Um but yeah, so uh but even even then in the US uh Mortal Kombat sort of got the the the, the bigger uh mind share. Um I maybe it's unfair for me to say that, but certainly nowadays Mortal Kombat seems like it's more of a big deal when it comes out in the US than than Street Fighter. And um the reason I'm always a little bit well miffed to use that term again. Um, when people say they prefer Mortal Kombat, is because even though Mortal Kombat is super fun, and I bought the last one and I, I enjoyed it very much um, as a fighting game, the thing that really matters <laughs> matters. The most important aspect of a fighting game, I would say, is the competitive aspect. And Mortal Kombat is a fun game, but it's not as tight as balanced as um, serious i'll even dare say as street fighter uh street fighters gameplay is incredibly um, studied and minute and crafted so that it can be this incredibly you know it's it's the starcraft of fighting games and Mm. if you're gonna be interested in a fighting game it is fun too it's not like it's not fun sure you don't have the fatalities that are gonna make you laugh because they Take a, a guy's head out with his spine still attached. That's not going to happen in that game. But if you want to have a, a, an actual a game where you can progress and get uh, improve your your skill, Street Fighter, I would say, is a lot more valid than almost any other game. But certainly more than than Mortal Kombat. Yeah, so, I mean,
1: I've seen, I've seen, uh, and heard. Just from a, a purely technical pr- perspective, people that are really, really high up in uh, the skill level here—they know like how many frames a certain move will take, and how many frames that the their opponent has a chance to counteract their move. And it just just the idea that like they know every single move down to the number of frames that it takes is just. <laughs> mind-boggling to me. I think it's really, really cool. So, just from a, like I said, just from a purely technical perspective, I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah, and and, I mean, it certainly is, and Street Fighter 4 was very much going down that route. It was a game that you had to get insanely technical to appreciate and enjoy, and um, Street Fighter 5 has tried to uh, get away from this a little bit, correct a lot of the, not mistakes, but design philosophies that meant Street Fighter 4 was sort of kept away from um beginners and people who were new to the or wanting to come back to the series i think street fighter 5 is a lot easier to approach uh you don't have as much of this frame bs that you have to know and certainly when you you start when you just begin you really don't have to know any of this um And I think I've been playing it for almost a week now and um, I think they've really succeeded in bringing it back to more of an approachable um, fighting game style. I would even say that to an extent it is, to keep comparisons with other types of games, uh, it is sort of equivalent to Heroes of the Storm in uh comparisons to other MOBAs it's mm. a little bit more approachable you have hit, uh, special moves that you can do relatively easily it's it still requires some skill but it's more approachable certainly I would say um so I I so okay I'm gonna get to how much I enjoy the game in just a second but we have to talk about the launch I don't know if you've been following the issues that the game has had at launch but there have been a few just a few <laughs> basically so there are a couple of things um first of all the game servers were completely Borked for the first 2 days basically it was unplayable i hmm. or unplayable you would disconnect from the servers it's always online Um, so yes you could play offline if you wanted to and play against your friends uh, locally Um, but even if you played through the single player experiences it was it didn't count it didn't amass you the experience and in-game currency that uh, you would have gotten if you were online and since the servers were not holding the connections they would uh, you know you would go through parts of the the single player story mode and when you would get to the end it would tell you oh i couldn't log to the servers so i'm not going to count this for your experience and uh, fight money so that's not good (laughs) yeah that 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 is not great um same thing when you were trying to find an opponent uh it would not find anyone to fight to pit you against it would take like 20 minutes to find a fight when it would find one out of you know half the time it would disconnect you either midway through or even before The fight would even begin um servers completely borked uh for the first two days
1: yeah that mean fighting games um in general need to have really good net code and really good server connectivity in order to even be remotely playable so that's not that's not good on on street fighters
0: part for sure especially since they've done so many beta tests um you know there were it seemed like the beta every other week um, in the in the weeks coming, you know, uh, uh, before the launch, um, and the the net code is good. I think the net code is not at fault. Really, I haven't had any significant issues. It's still a game that you're going to play over the internet, so obviously there are yeah. going to be slight delays. But um, the net code itself, I think, is pretty good. Uh, the servers. I'm hoping that the reason why it was so uh, problematic was they had a lot more people trying to get in than they thought, which I understand the frustration. uh, But when you launch a game, it is very difficult to get the server capacity that you're going to need uh, for the launch, because it's going to be so much higher when everyone is trying to connect at the same time, uh, than when you're going to be, you know, in cruise mode and you're going to have people playing for the next few weeks and months. Um, obviously, you're not going to buy ten times or you know three times the servers you need uh, for the duration of the game just to survive the first two days. It's going to be know, messed
1: up because there's a there's been precedent set in the industry um, what uh, Wildstar I think it was when they went free to play they got like so many more um people than they expected so they they released a cool little snippet on their blog basically saying like you know what we did we ended up going to a virtualization farm and just spinning up a bunch of new servers and it only took us about five minutes to do so and then once they were all set up then we turned on we flipped the switch and then all of a sudden we had tripled the number of servers we had before so there i I don't know whether it's I mean, Capcom is a Japanese company, so maybe they're they're just not used to having uh, to doing that kind of um, new, like kind of new technology. But the the idea that you can just take your servers, clone them, turn them on, and then all of a sudden you have triple the servers—that's not too um, too far off what what's easy to do nowadays.
0: Yeah, Uh, I guess. I mean, maybe
1: all their servers are hard servers, so you can't really. It's hard for them to just go buy out more, buy more parts and, and. make new servers but um i think a lot of these issues that, that i hear can can be solved from the outside looking in just by cloning all your uh all your servers to yeah you know so
0: yeah i think it it might have been the case for wildsar i'm not sure it would be the case for for street fighter i don't know how their infrastructure yeah, is set yeah. up yeah, sure. um, but it maybe and you know maybe it was other issues uh the the now, things have been resolved kind of they're they're almost okay, so I would suspect it might have been a combination of a lot of the different issues um you know possibly an influx of players and as well poor uh you know engineering, but at the same time, I always have a hard time thinking the 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 engineers that have been working on this for five you know f- four years just didn't think oh we could just add servers you know yeah. virtualized servers yeah I mean, of course they're going to think about this if they're not doing it there must be a good reason behind yeah, it. yeah i mean right?
1: it's not it's not just the number of servers that that could possibly yeah. cause this issue it's the the networking and, and stuff like that to get to those yeah. servers that that could have been bogged down as well so
0: yeah um and and you know they they've been i don't know what they've been fixing or if it's less people obviously uh less than on the first day but it's been getting a lot better during the day during the week it's fine uh it's working perfectly i played a little bit over the weekend there were let's say one one out of four games or five games that would end up crapping and not recording which might have turned to my advantage a couple of times because I lost <laughs> uh, but um yeah overall the launch was definitely not great plus there was the other issue of um, the fact that the games uh, the game's content is really poor um the I was talking about the uh, story mode and it's basically per character a um, three rounds and that's it there is no arcade mode, which personally I'm not too miffed about. Uh, the arcade mode was sort of a, a remnant of the arcade days, which was sort of unnecessary. I really think it's it's it doesn't matter all that much nowadays. The story modes, I don't mind three rounds because I don't want you know stories in fighting games. It's really it's it's really not. I mean, even Mortal Kombat 10, which had a a fun uh, multiple-hour storyline, it was kind of dumb. And that's not why I'm going to be playing fighting games. It's not even like, you know, in in StarCraft, I'm going to play the story mode because it's actually fun and different. In, in fighting games it's okay but it's really not that clever and the, the story isn't interesting and anyway uh, but still there's basically very little story mode the main one is gonna arrive in June um, with the cinematic story mode which they've announced uh, there's no even more problematic there's no Challenge mode, meaning there's no mode that will teach you the different combos uh for each of your characters. So it's really difficult to learn a new character. You can go in training mode and sort of try the different the different moves, but there's no um mode that will teach you the basic combos, the basic moves, the the basic uh, you know, all of that, which is basically the one thing I go to usually to learn the new characters. Um, so really, what that boils down to is they they really should have delayed the game a couple of months. That's what it feels like. But they had their competitions and the Capcom Pro Tour and all of this. So they really needed the game to be out. But it's just not ready. It's half a game. It's completely half-baked. Um, so that's kind of too bad, for sure. However, <laughs> however the half that is in the game, the half that is present is fantastic. It's basically just multiplayer, you know, competitive aspect of the game. And it's just amazingly good. Um, the game is super tight. Uh, it w- When it works, when you don't have server issues, which are are getting sort of less and less common, it's so much fun. I was... Getting back to, I tweeted a couple of times. First of all, I tweeted, I was very frustrated because I was losing all the time, which is to be expected when, you know, it's the first week or two of a new game, people are ranking up and you, at first you're pitted against people that are a lot stronger than you. Um But now it's sort of, it's starting to settle down a little bit and my matches are a lot more even. And... I've tweeted, it it feels like I'm back in the arcades and, you know, having fun with different people trying to 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 figure out how to beat someone but not really managing and then they're going to do something crazy to me and then I'm going to retort. You know, arcades. Have you ever ha- had the experience of, I guess maybe you're too young, but.
1: Uh. <laughs> well, um, yes, I have had the experience of arcades when I was really, really young. But um, there's also... Uh, a cool new thing popping up in, in in the US uh arcade bars that you go and you play arcade games at a bar that's pretty cool
0: hmm.
1: um but like the whole entire bar is basically it's an arcade that they serve alcohol at it so um, i
0: i yeah i could i could see that being <laughs> successful
1: <laughs> yeah uh, especially in college towns it's a big deal so yeah
0: um so yeah this is basically the fun of that without the alcohol or the noise Which (laughs) me being a little bit older I don't mind Um, but yeah it's I mean it it is more accessible Um, it's a lot more forgiving if you want to get your special moves out it has special moves that are a lot easier to do Um, it's it's just uh, the Street Fighter experience I had been waiting for um, and that I didn't I couldn't get with Street Fighter 4 because it was too technical as you were saying Mm-hmm. Um, it had all of its this history behind it um, it's I'm, I, I don't think I can recommend it to anyone quite yet there's a big update coming in March that is going to have the first um, character that you can purchase and a bunch of other things other modes including the uh, challenge mode with those combos um, but I think by that time I would really recommend it to anyone because it's just the purest fun of fighting games you can have. And whether you want to play online, if you're a little bit serious about it, or you want to play with friends, I guarantee you, you're going to have more fun long run with a street fighter game than you are with a mortal Kombat game. Um, Street fighter is going to provide you with so much more opportunity to improve you learn new characters. uh, You know, fight your friends and get better and that is something that i would definitely recommend in march when the first update arrives um we have to mention as well the business model for just a second um you're going to be able to purchase new characters when they come out there's going to be one a month for the next few months um it seems like you can buy them relatively easily the uh, single player portions of the game are going to provide you with a decent amount of in-game currency. And uh, it seems like at least two maybe three of the um of the new characters are going to be you're going to gain enough in game currency to buy yeah at least two maybe three of those characters relatively easily at least two for sure and there are six planned until september so it seems to me like it's a a decent uh business model i've heard some people complaining that they're basically milking you on both fronts uh making you pay for the game and then selling additional characters but i don't think the comparison to -to free-to-play games is fair because with the game that you purchase you're getting 16 characters to begin with so you have a fully functional game already so i don't know where you fall on that do you do you think that business model is unfair or
1: yeah i mean i don't know i i I think that every game has the right to, ch- to choose a business model that's best for the, the company in order to um, make it be successful. So it, it, as long as it's not too um, too jarring, then I, I think whatever they do is fine.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think in this case, it isn't too jarring. Um, you, you go through, let's say, six or seven single player campaigns, which are, again, three <laughs> rounds, um, and you have enough money to buy a, a character Maybe you need I don't know eight or uh, eight single player campaigns. So that's perfectly okay to me. Um, final question: Do you know who Lupe Fiasco is?
1: I've heard about this. You have. So I, I didn't. I didn't know well, when I saw this in the in the notes. I, I did. I, I remember hearing about this. But the guy he beat um, one of the top Street Fighter Five um, players.
0: Yeah, that bit. was pretty insane um so maybe you haven't heard of uh, daigo umehara um but maybe you've seen that video that keeps being resurrected every time someone says anything about street fighter um it's called evil moment 32 i think or 42 can't remember um that game where uh, it was at street fighter 3 at the time it was in 2004 and there's a, a clutch ending of a game where um one character goes and rushes. The other, who almost has no life left, um, and he does a a series of uh, kicks that are special kicks that should eat away at their um their the little bit of remaining life they have. Have you seen that clip or not? I have not. Okay, so. You really aren't into fighting games. Um, That is uh, the moment where Daigo, uh, instead of just parrying, going backwards to parry or, you know, to defend, which would have cost him the game because the chip damage would have killed him. He went and, and pushed forward like 14 or 15 different times to parry actively each of the kicks of the super that was unleashed against him Um and he did that 15 times at the right timing and then jumped and did a massive combo that killed his opponent anyway that was what made Daigo the most famous he is an insanely good player he's always been at the top of the of the rankings and uh, Lupe Fiasco is a rapper an American rapper I hadn't heard about but he had been he's Fairly well known. He has a million and a half followers on Twitter, I think. Uh, And it turns out he's a a gaming fan and a fighting game fan. And he had been um, playfully talking trash to Daigo saying that he would, uh, you know, go against him in Street Fighter V when the game came out. And they did a show match out of it. And actually he beat him, which was hilarious because Daigo is known for never you know, being kind to anyone. He's super cold-hearted and he never, you know, gives you an inch. So he at Lupe Fiasco actually winning, you have to watch the clip. It's super funny. By the, the end of the third match, they, not, you know, neither of them realized that the game is actually over and they're like, okay, so when's the next game? And, they're, and they start thinking, wait, that, that was three? I won? And Fiasco is like, he's bowing to Daigo. Anyway, it, it's the kind of, you know, that's kind of why... I love fighting games. I love lots of different types of games, but fighting games especially it's kind of really it's visceral. It's you against another person. You only you can only rely on your your Wits and 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 reflexes and capacity and skill and there are lots of games that do that, but not in the same way. I mean, a StarCraft game is going to last super long. It's more difficult to understand. A um, uh, uh, MOBA is obviously teams. Uh, same thing for FPSs. Fighting games are kind of unique in that space, and I really hope that Street Fighter Five sort of brings fighting games uh, even more into the limelight of uh, esports. So that's my love for street fighter 5 sort of displayed for all to see
1: watching the tail end of the, sh- of the match right now
0: yeah it's, oh, it was it's close it was close yes, yeah
1: holy cow <laughs>
0: <Awesome>. <laughs> so anyway if you look uh if you google lupe fiasco you'll you'll find it lupe lupe fiasco and street fighter 5 um in other fighting game news the king of fighters 14 is still showing more of its roster and it added the king of Dinosaurs. Which, what? Never mind. We also have other characters. If you, if you like fighting games, um, King of Fighters is a close second to uh, Street Fighter in, in the heart of real fighting game players. And um, I'm so happy that this game is coming out as well by towards the end of the year. But uh, it's looking a little bit better than it did, but it's really gameplay that makes it what it is. Um the division we mentioned it just a, a, a little bit earlier um I can't remember if I mentioned I played the beta maybe I did
1: You played the first few missions yeah
0: Right and um I'm I'm curious um what yeah we'll see I'm I'm definitely going to be well I think I'm going to be playing it but I'm going to wait for the reviews and uh it seems to me like I fear it's a little bit generic. That's my fear.
1: But, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I was mentioning earlier, too. So Yeah,
0: yeah. And so when I played it, it the one thing that struck me was, holy crap, the, the UI is confusing. It mm. is extremely confusing. And, and you're thrown into the whole thing, and you don't really know what thing does what. I mean, that's... Anyway... It's it was it was definitely a, a, a something that I wasn't expecting for this game. Uh what else what else? Uh Firewatch. Have you played Firewatch?
1: Played the first hour of it. <laughs> what did you think? I thought it was really really good. I think the the int- introduction little area where you're walking through the signs and kind of picking your making your choices um for your p- kind of like past life yeah. uh was That's was, not spoiled, was but yeah. cool and uh and, and interesting and then just the, the little bit of the the touch of the voice acting and in, in, in environment stuff that i've gotten it, it looks it's a beautiful game and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more of it
0: so basically i was exactly where you were a few days ago um i thought it was incredibly well written it is honestly that intro scene uh, or you know it's it's a bunch of text uh, boards Mm -hmm. with a couple of choices. And there must be, what, 15 of them? That's it?
1: Yeah. But you're surprisingly engaged in them as you you go through and make your choices.
0: It is... I think it's some of the best writing I've ever seen anywhere. Those first 10 minutes, it's mind-blowing how much they engage you in this thing with just a, a little bit of text and a couple of choices. Sometimes there aren't even choices. You just have to press to confirm that this is the action right. you do, and right. they're, they're just telling you. Um, the writing uh, during the game itself is also phenomenal. It's also incredibly well acted. So that first hour, I was amazed. The game is about, let's say, five to six hours long. Um, I think it's ultimately disappointing because again, without spoiling, um, I think it ends up not living up to the setups that it sets up. Did you play Gone Home? And I loved it.
1: Okay, so so what about what about Firewatch? Is disappointing for not for not for having a bunch of setup and not following through with it compared to Gone Home? Because I felt like Gone Home did that, where you f- you felt like you were go- It was the it was trying to tell one kind of story and it ended up not being that story at all.
0: I think ultimately in Gone Home, the uh, conclusion is satisfying and sort of fits with the rest of the game. It explains everything mm-hmm. if, it, if it doesn't explain it in the way you thought it would. Right. Um, it, I don't think Firewatch does that. I hmm, think the ending falls flat a little bit. Um okay. And that sort of sullies, it, it makes, it ends up make it it ended up making me feel, I'm going to speak for myself, uh, it ended up making me feel like the devs had cheated me a little bit. Oh, interesting. And um, yeah, in a I game have... which is basically a walking simulator, when the story is the only thing you have to go by, right. along with the art, but you know, mon- mainly the story, that is kind of a, a, an important flaw, I think.
1: So the ending is disappointing to you, but do you find that the journey itself to get to the ending is, is satisfying?
0: Yes um okay. <laughs> but but not enough that it makes me uh, for me at least again this is a very personal thing i think everyone is going to have a different appreciation of it but right. for me it wasn't so satisfying that it made me um think the game was self the the journey was not self sufficient for me it needed that ending that would bring it all together to mm-hmm. Uh, make me appreciate it enough to sort of recommend it at this at this stage maybe I'm going to think on it and, and change my opinion later but at this stage I wouldn't recommend the game um, hmm. I would definitely recommend if you're interested in game design that you go through the first hour because it's phenomenal um, writing as a, as we were saying um, but actually if even if you're into storytelling those first 10 minutes are brilliant um yeah. but as a game as a whole i don't know that i would yeah it it just it it wasn't satisfying for me i don't want to spoil so i am d- not going to say anything yeah yeah about, so.
1: i mean uh, i'll i'm still going to i still plan on finishing it and and hope and maybe my opinion of it will be different from yours
0: well let so. me know um let me know when you do because it's uh, as you know it's definitely a personal thing so yeah, i would be yeah. very curious to hear what uh you and what other people, you know, if you're a listener and you've enjoyed it, please let me know why, and if you haven't, let me know why on Twitter at notpatrick. Uh very curious to hear what you have to say. Fallout four is the game of the year for uh the Dice academy um dice is kind of the um uh sort of the equivalent of the oscars it's not as well known but uh it's organized by the academy of interactive arts and sciences so yeah it's it's the most um respectable of the award (laughs) shows for video games out there fallout 4 got game of the year not a big surprise um the usual suspects are there for most of the um Categories you're going to have action game is Star Wars, fighting game, Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter Five wasn't out yet, so I'm guessing next year it's going to be Street Fighter uh, Five. Family course. game, of course. Well, you know it's the big game for this year. Um, family game of the year, Super Mario Maker. Um, mobile game, Fallout Shelter. Blah blah blah. There's a bunch of them. The one that I sort of noticed um, is the strategy slash simulation game of the year, going to Heroes of the Storm, which i'm super happy that heroes of the storm is is getting recognized um especially you know i'm a new convert for the past three months i've i've loved i have fallen in love with heroes of the storm uh but i fail to see how it's a strategy slash simulation game am i missing something i mean maybe they're they're leveraging the fact
1: that you kind of strategize with your teammates about about which way to like make make choices and stuff i, I don't know I, I mean yeah,
0: it's, it's kind made of from the
1: starcraft it, 2 engine right so yeah it's a, it's, a little strategy
0: <laughs> starcraft is real-time strategy for sure yeah. um I, I mean simulation certainly not strategy i guess maybe but well, um,
1: if you if you look at the the past year it was awarded a hearthstone the simu- simulation uh Strategy,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, so I see, I see Hearthstone being a strategy game. Mm-hmm. I think to me, it's a strategy game with the you know it's StarCraft without the twitchiness. So I can see that Th- there's definitely strategy involved. Uh, the amount of strategy in Heroes, there is some, but it's a lot more action to me than strategy. There's some strategy, I guess, but anyway, it's it's a it's a small uh, quip. Um, it's it's a small <laughs> thing i have with the with the name i'm just overall i'm mostly happy that uh that heroes is getting some love because it's definitely an awesome game um bethesda apparently has three big projects in the work in the works that was a surprise to me um, yeah well so
1: i saw that they were going to have another e3 conference this year and i was i was a little concerned because last year's um e3 conference was so focused around fallout 4 um but it's interesting to me because they're they're gonna have Dishonored 2 which is supposed to come out later this year um and they have doom which is supposed to come out in the next couple months so i I was wondering how they were going to fill that time but if they have three different new projects i think that's really cool i was listening to someone that was saying that maybe they maybe they're going to go for something other than elder scrolls or fallout um, as far as like a, an environment. So maybe they'll go somewhere in the future, like sci-fi kind of area, which would be really cool with their same established like um, way of storytelling and world building and stuff like that. So I- I'm I'm interested in seeing what they'll do. So I'm hoping uh, hoping it'll be cool.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think everyone would like the Elder Scrolls to, <laughs> to come out, but I don't think that's going to be happening this year. But uh, it's a good point about the E3 conference. They must have definitely big things um that they're going to be presenting there it can't be just uh just dishonored too although that or just, could awesome. DLC. or just yeah for sure um but yeah to, to um to quote uh th- that was todd howard uh, speaking at dice um he was saying we actually have three longer term projects that are all we'll talk about them at a much future date They're different from anything we've done before while also being a Bethesda-style game, big and crazy. Uh, And he added, but in many ways different from what we've done before. Um, That was in the article from uh, Polygon on the topic. So yeah, I'm curious to see what what Bethesda does because they're definitely, they have an opportunity to become a a bigger player uh, than they've been in the past. There's sort of this second. Tier awesome game developer, but they're not quite at the level of the big publishers like you know, mm-hmm. EA, Activision, Blizzard, Valve, uh, um, Ubisoft. But they're gaining enough love now that I'm wondering if they wouldn't have an opportunity if they thought a little bit outside the box uh, to to get a kind of a level up. So
1: yeah, I mean, if if we'll they see. if they go out, um, go. I mean, EA is not going to be at E3 this year. Um, they made that announcement a few weeks ago well, so they're, they're
0: going to have a presentation before you know around the th- they're not going to be on the show floor but
1: they're not going to be on the show floor and they're not going to have a, a press conference at e3 they're going to oh, be doing f- something different yeah
0: just like nintendo does though so that's right, right.
1: yeah so so it'll, it'll be interesting to see if Bethesda can can fill into that 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 hole left by ea and if they have three new projects in the works then then i think that's that's pretty likely
0: yeah would be definitely it it it's definitely an opportunity for them to do something and um, mm-hmm. we'll see what the, what that something is um the HTC Vive has a price um Christ. and it's not a low price 800 <laughs> bucks basically it's a leak but it's it's pretty much a confirmed <laughs> leak um 800 bucks that's 200 more than the Oculus uh headset the Oculus uh uh, uh, rift oh my god i forgot the name um so yeah what do you think about that
1: comes with two controllers one for each hand um two base stations to track the user's movement and the bundle with two games job simulator and fantastic contraption so <laughs> is that worth 200 bucks uh, i don't know I, uh, but i think I think these are these are these market items. Um, first in the market are going to be high ticket items and in and for early adopters only. So I'm willing to just kind of take a step back and, and wait and see which one kind of uh works out the best and maybe get it on a good sale or something like that. But um, it's a little a little pricey for for what I'm willing to pay for right now. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, it's it's a bit too pricey for me as well. Um, and and you're right to mention the the controllers because the uh, the price for the Oculus does not include the touch controllers, which are only going to be available later this year. And I would bet they're going to be at least fifty bucks each, at least. Yeah. Um. So it's not quite two hundred bucks more because you get a little bit more with it. It's still you know the price you have to pay if you want to get one. But um, yeah, it's not that surprising. Um, I think the bigger unexpected uh, trend is that all of these headsets seem to be well upwards of the 500 bucks mark which I don't think thinking of it last year, we didn't realize it was going to be the case.
1: Yeah. I don't know. So, do you think that the Sony the PlayStation VR headset will be um around the same price as Oculus, or do you no, think, I think be less?
0: I think it's going to be cheaper. Um, I don't know if it's going to be you know I, I how it's going to work out with the PlayStation Move controllers that you're going to need for it as well. You know the Move and the PlayStation Eye, yeah. I, I believe is is needed mm-hmm. as well. So that's the um the camera that you yeah use I, on I think that
1: the camera that they use is actually. Uh, a different thing I, I don't know when i when i saw oh, it at pax okay. I, it was a different camera than than the playstation eye that i'm used to seeing so okay. um and i didn't yeah. use uh, i didn't use the move controller when i played with it so you can you can use a regular controller it just depends on the game
0: true so well I, so i definitely think that the playstation vr is going to be I, I i definitely think it's going to be sub 500 uh i think it's going to be sub 400
1: Do you think the quality will will be the same as what we're potentially going to get out of Vive or Oculus Rift?
0: Absolutely not. Um, (laughs) It's going to be a uh, lesser technical device. Mm -hmm. But I strongly believe it is going to be good enough to deliver the kind of experience that you that is going to be interesting to people and gamers. Um yeah. I having tried one myself, I I the the there is no noticeable lag uh between your head movement right. and the yep. it and that is the most important thing. And yes, the screen is not as high resolution. You can kind of see the pixels and the PlayStation 4 itself is less powerful than a big PC. Um so yes, it's going to be it's not going to be as pretty, but it's got to be half the price, and I think, given the install base of the yeah, absolutely, um,
1: I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah. The install base of PS- PlayStation Four is so high that if Sony comes out with a with a cheaper um, alternative to these these headsets, which already cost a lot, plus in addition the cost of of having a powerful PC, which we mentioned earlier, isn't as as prevalent in the marketplace. I, I think they have a chance to um, really be a, a leader in in this this market.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, And GameStop, by the way, um, it was the CEO who said he thought or, you know, he might have misspoken or uh, we don't know. It might have been a whoops or just his estimation um, that the PlayStation VR, which will be available at GameStop this fall Uh, now. Again, we don't know what that means. It might be that it's available somewhere else. Before it might be that he was just it was just he, his thinking that it's going to be available this fall. It might be that the PlayStation VR headset, which is supposedly going to come out uh, in the first half of the year, has been delayed to uh the fall. Very possible. Um so we don't know. But uh given the the state of VR right now, I think they can take a, a couple of extra months and make it a big release in the fall and and make it sort of a hot uh hotter um, holiday gift for PlayStation owners yeah I could see that happening um Have you created your Nintendo account?
1: I have it's awesome I mean I don't know. I just to put in my my Nintendo network ID and password and then I was. Created my Nintendo account. So there wasn't much to it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I also rushed to do it just because, you know, you're going to want to have your Nintendo account ready for whatever happens next. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, they're slowly rolling out their new uh, online system, and that's good. Uh, There's no need to rush in and reserve your uh, gamer name or tag or nickname or whatever you can have multiple of each name which by the way every single company and network in the world should do just allow everyone to have whatever name they want and do like normal people do normal network engineers do and have a you know addition to the name that makes it unique like on battle.net you have the, on hash, battle.net, yeah. Yeah, the hashtag and the number afterwards that's it, it it's insane that if you go in and your name is taken you have to add you know zero one or use a stupid name instead anyway <laughs> um,
1: I mean, with a name like Patrick do you usually go with Patrick on your thing or do you not Patrick no I do is not that, Patrick but is that is that common
0: it, so that's the thing. I, I wouldn't think that not Patrick is a common name, but sometimes <laughs> I show up and it's already taken, and I don't. Un- I, I so I don't understand. Is it people who just want to fuck with me and just take my name, or is it just people who randomly decide they want to be called not Patrick? I don't know, but um, it's not a big deal. But you know, it's just frustrating sometimes to not be able to have your your own name. Um, so yeah. Will will I I hope that in the future everyone will do things like that. Um, good on Nintendo. Anyway, there is one last uh, article I wanted to mention, um, and maybe no. Actually, let me add a couple of bits of news. Um, you mentioned the fact that there's going to be three add-ons for Fallout coming um, later, and they. <laughs> upped the season pass price, by the way. Uh, in, Not yet,
1: right? It uh, hasn't It's gone, coming, yeah. It's gone through yet, but they did say they were going to up it from $30 to $50, so people that want to get in on the the lock-in, the, the $30 season pass, um, should get on that sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's interesting. It might be that they're delivering more content, but it might also be that they figured, holy crap, we sold so many Fallout 4. Let's just... Get the price up a little bit to make more money out of it, which good on them. And especially if they're, you know, since they're being uh, upfront about it and telling you just get it now if you want it, because long term, it's going to be more expensive. So yeah, I mean, season that.
1: passes are, don't usually go on sale as much as base games do. So this is basically saying I, I want this at, at um, 20% off yeah. or 40% off.
0: Yeah. Um the other thing is if you're a fan of MOBAs and of uh 3D MOBAs in general, uh Smite is coming to PlayStation 4 apparently. So that is going to be uh good for you if you like Smite and you have a PlayStation. I've tried it. I'm not I didn't get sucked into it, but uh if you know, if you're into MOBAs and you want one on your PlayStation, um there you go. There's Paragon, which I'm more and more excited about actually. Um it seems it's you know the epic one um, that mm-hmm. uses the Unreal Engine. It's incredibly think, beautiful.
1: Is that Paragon or Paladins?
0: Oh no, Paragon. Uh, Paladins okay. is um, Gearbox, uh, right. and yeah, it's. I've tried that one. I've played a few hours. I was unconvinced. Uh, a bunch of gameplay issues that prevented me from enjoying it all that much. Not the least of which was infinite ammo, um, on every character.
1: Uh, Paladins is the one from the tribes. Um, right. The people that make tribes. And then the one, uh, Battleborn is the gearbox one.
0: Oh, sorry. Okay. Yes. Battleborn. is yet another one. Holy crap. There's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and actually a symptom of that, uh, that, that, uh, Enormous amounts of uh, hero MOBA brawlers, shooter things uh, is apparently Gigantic is having huge Mm. issues. Uh, Gigantic was looking pretty good. It's a uh, first person or third person MOBA that was being developed for the Xbox One and PC, I believe. Yeah. Um, The company, I can't remember the name of that company. Um sorry i'll i'll look it up um, but apparently they're they're in deep trouble financially uh they're having to Botiga. lay off Bottega, yeah thank you um they're having to lay off temporarily hopefully a bunch of people but i think that's just i think it might be uh, a consequence of the fact that there is you know everyone and their mother is now doing a, a moba a moba shooter and well i uh, think it's also
1: just the fact that the, that game has been um has been a bit was a big presence at Pac South last year. Um and it was a decent pre- presence th- this year, but not nearly as big, but I just think that they haven't they haven't come out with the game yet. So yeah. it's just taking longer than they expected. So
0: yeah. Well let's it it looked good. So I'm really hoping they can manage to to uh get something together somehow um, yeah, it does have
1: a different twist on. it. Instead of just everyone shooting at each other, you're defending. Kind of, uh, it's actually it's pretty much just like defending the payload in, in Overwatch. So, mm-hmm. um, but you're defending a, a big um, monster that that that's you're trying to basically escort from one end of the map to the other. Right. But the monster can fight for you. So
0: yeah it's it's i mean there's lots of interesting things happening in that in that space um certainly people have heard how much in love i am with uh, overwatch mm-hmm. um and yeah anyway we'll we'll see how these things evolve but uh i was I looking forward to trying gigantic so i'm a little i don't excited. want
1: to speak too highly of other of other uh hero mobas just in case blizzard hears and they're like oh that guy doesn't need an invite to, to the overwatch <laughs> right. so it's fine <laughs>
0: Uh, i wish everyone had an invite to the overwatch <laughs> beta i think i'm at uh i must be at 35 or 40 hours played since, I, uh, I played
1: i played the entire weekend that i was in I, I played like a good probably a good 16 to 20 hours that weekend so <laughs> i don't know i don't know why they didn't think it was good to, to invite me back but i don't know it's, I've, fine. it's fine it's fine it's i've advocated for you fine. just so you know oh thank you i appreciate
0: that uh, in my mind yeah Um, (laughs) but if you want to if you want more info about uh, overwatch of course don't miss overwatchers uh the show i do with my good friend garrett winesroll on amove.tv overwatchers is going to be recording in a couple of days the next uh, episode we're going to have a bunch of information about the beta and the nerfs and the buffs and everything that's been happening and how much we're enjoying the game and what we're enjoying in the game so uh, yeah overwatchers listen to it often and early uh, and finally the one story I wanted to mention uh what which, which really piqued my interest um as a geek and as a gamer as as a lover of uh of video games in general and comics um was that story on Polygon uh titled why hollywood is looking to video games as its post comic gold mine. Um essentially I'm going to summarize it for you. Uh, it says that Hollywood has made a, a lot of money Making comic uh, comic book movies well. Uh, and and it's sort of the hotness as we all know nowadays. And it seems like they might be looking at video games to sort of take up that mantle of the new hot thing and looking at them in the proper way, finally, maybe uh, doing things, taking the medium and the the, the source material seriously and adapting it, with people who know what the hell they're talking about uh instead of just cranking out some crap for children that has nothing to do with the actual game it's uh taken from so i think that makes sense certainly hollywood is always looking for the next hot thing and certainly comic books are you know uh, very successful in their adaptations to movies nowadays so i would be very excited if that ended up being a trend um we have a you know a, a very hotly uh, anticipated comic, not comic book, video game, movie coming out with Warcraft. But uh, even after that, there are, there might be others. There's Uncharted, Assassin's there's Creed, Assassin's Creed. You're right. There's even uh, Five Nights at Freddy's that has been optioned apparently. So now, I wouldn't I don't be know.
1: surprised if we if we find um, I don't know because in the comic book movies they it was comic book movies first and then a uh, series came out so but i would be curious to see especially with uh Activision Blizzard spending off their new um uh, development house for for video content i i wonder if if we're going to see um like c- tv shows be more prevalent um than movies first I don't
0: know. And that's. I think. I think a movie is an easier thing to make self-contained nowadays. Mm-hmm. If you want to do a TV show, it has to be. It's going to become maybe not more expensive, but it's a little bit more difficult to develop, to develop a, 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 va- a coherent high-quality product. It feels to me that way anyway. Um, a movie, you have a beginning, an end, and that's that's it. Um, it, it for a TV show, hmm. For, i i don't see as many high quality uh, basically i don't like comic book adaptations uh tv show adaptations of comic books i think many of them are subpar some of them are okay um, you don't like daredevil no daredevil yes if netflix is in yes please i want that's that a, comic book, that's
1: a comic book it's yes, a comic book show you're right
0: daredevil <laughs> daredevil and um jessica, jessica jones, jones were fantastic I agree. I think what the WBWC does... The CW. There you go. The CW. I know that a lot of people love the Arrow and... uh, Flash is so good. The Flash. Flash Maybe I should give it another chance, but it just didn't... I watched a couple of episodes and it felt teen TV movie E. So
1: so season one of the Arrow does have some of those. Season two of the Arrow was fantastic. Um, So... Season three and season four have been kind of touch and go for me, but I, I have, um, I fell in love with The Flash as soon as it started, and I continue to love it every single time I watch it.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, have <laughs> I know that it's a hot, I know that some people are going to be angry at me for saying this, but I'm, I've seen only a few episodes of The Flash, but it didn't seem to me that it was very different from every other comic uh tv show i've seen in that on that channel you know um mm. it's always i've watched a lot of uh, smallville i thought that show was really fun but it was still teenage bullcrap you know and and i don't mean that in the sense of the movie featured teenagers because of the movie the tv show featured teenagers i thought it was a lot of very good-looking people Worrying about high school and how they're going to manage, uh, you know, doing their, uh, uh, their, their, their superhero stuff and being popular or not popular in high school, as the case may be, because they're geeks, you know, and there's the science guy and there's the, the, the pretty one and there's the cheerleader. And it's, it's not, it feels like, it sounds silly to say this, but it doesn't feel like it's real life it feels like it's very marketingly targeted at a certain age demo, which is high schoolers in America. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think that, I think that the, what you said can apply a lot more to, to Arrow than the Flash. Um, I think, a lot of the stuff that you're concerned about does happen in the flash, but I think that it kind of dies down um, pretty quickly and it focuses more on the, the, the characters and, and, um, and kind of the people that are surrounding uh, Barry as, as a support okay. team. So,
0: all right, well, you know what, maybe I, I, I need to give it another chance. Um, I will have, however, ask you this very important question. Okay. Uh, how do you think the flash rates in regards to uh, daredevil?
1: oh not even close okay
0: all right so that's i yeah. think we're okay we're in agreement then because oh
1: yeah absolutely not. all right all right
0: so that's that's more of what i'm looking for you know daredevil uh, the daredevil well, you're gonna get daredevil
1: season two in about a month so that i can't so wait look wait forward that
0: <laughs> and i hope we get the same kind of quality video game related adaptations uh sometime soon and maybe mm-hmm. we're going to because uh hollywood is looking for more stuff so yeah all right. I think that is going to be it for the show today. Um, before we leave, though, of course, please, Ed, let us know where we can find your uh, internet antics.
1: Yeah, well, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Um I stream uh, usually once a week. The, the night kind of varies um, on 4 Networks' uh, uh, Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash 4 Podcast, or just 4PP.tv. Um, I also work behind the scenes on, working on their website. So there's some, a lot of cool things that are coming down the pipe for that, for that as well. Um, so, so yeah, so you, you can find me there.
0: And, uh, are the guys at four player network, uh, going to be doing something about street fighter? No. <laughs> All right. Then your mission <laughs> is to convince them that street fighter should be, uh, they should spend an evening playing it and streaming it. And I will po-
1: I will point I will point them to your your glowing reviews on this podcast as, <laughs> as evidence to why they should play the game
0: all right excellent <laughs> uh, for me it is not Patrick on Twitter and on Facebook uh, you can also find the show on FrenchSpin.com where you can comment and uh, find links to a bunch of stuff I do including the Phileas Club which is another show I do in English uh, where we talk about stuff that happened in the world with people who live in different parts of the world world it's incredibly international uh, and of course please go to amove.tv to uh find overwatchers if you're interested in that fantastic game called overwatch and that's going to be it for us we will be back in a couple of weeks with another show i hope until then you have a wonderful time in street fighter 5
1: bye for firewatch <laughs>